0: Old man, winter has departed Stories have been told It's another May Day come again Goodbye to the rains of April Another May Day come again And we dance around the Maypole Under the spring and the oncoming summer The festival of Beltane And the nectar of the lover It's the holiday of pagans And the holiday of ladies
1: Ready for the end of the world based on the weather. It's happening now. Mm -hmm. A bunch of events have uh, been canceled because of the bad weather this weekend, I've heard. But the farmer's market did continue to happen on Wednesday. Yes. In spite of, like, big bad weather. A few events got Mm -hmm. canceled because people were afraid of it. But farmers work out in the weather. So they said, let's continue to do it. So the Wednesday farmer's market, there is an absolute... Almost two page great article in the nightlife talking about cooking with produce from the Wednesday farmers market. And it's more than a market, it's a street party because hmm. they close the street right in front of the DBX here. Yeah, everybody
2: so, gets to party and celebrate local foods.
1: Yeah, it's just like food, and then there's food, and then there's vegetables, and there's actual cooked food too. Oh, so,
2: yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, so. um. Should I continue with the end of the world? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's continue with the end of the world. You are listening (laughs) to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle. The circle of friends. The circle of being. I get it mixed up. How many (laughs) years have I been doing this? (laughs)
2: circle of family, too. Just like
1: (laughs) after all these years, and I still mess it up, Mm-hmm. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Ord Energy Mon.
2: And this is Tree Song.
1: And we are live and slightly local.
2: <laughs> slightly loco also.
1: Because we have to talk about the crazy weather in the world.
2: Yes. How about that weather?
1: <laughs> India's drought. India's worst drought in 50 years is shutting down farms, hospitals, and schools. India is suffering. In the midst of the worst drought it has seen in a half a century, only some 330 million people are affected, reports the government. The scarcity is so severe that schools, farms, and even hospitals cannot function. Doctors don't have enough water to wash their hands, and many people are leaving their homes in search of water. I just finished uh, a book called um, the boy who harnessed the wind. Hmm. And it's about this kid in a, a village in Malawi, Africa and about how they had a drought and how he described it. Cause they're a farming country and they basically cook, grow enough food to feed themselves. Right. Yeah. Most of the small town farmers. And, um, well, the government normally stockpiles some stuff, but, um, the International Monetary Fund came in and said, pay off your debt. So they sold off all the stockpiled food to pay off their debt to the World Bank.
2: Yeah. And then there's a drought. (laughs)
1: And then there was a drought. And so there is no excess food. Yeah. Um, it, I was so hungry at the end of that book. Mm. Um, and I didn't even you know go through the actual starving process yeah but um it it does end up being an inspirational book because he was able to invent electricity
2: hmm.
1: in an area that had none yeah <laughs> so um and I mean I felt like I was 15 again the stuff he was going through and hooking up wires and trying to figure out how to make switch like I went and found switches he made switches he made
2: switches yeah Yeah. it's
1: like uh-huh. <laughs> just like anyway what's,
2: what's the title of that book again
1: the boy who harnessed the wind and if someone wants to read it please send me an email info at your and i'll pass it on because it was a good book um yeah so that was i don't remember the exact date but now people are having to deal with that right now
2: yeah 330 million people are dealing with the drought so, to combat the shortages, the government has started shipping water across the country via trains, but it's not enough.
1: How is that even possible to do enough? Are yeah, I mean,
2: that's when you know you're getting desperate, you're having to ship water in trains to, to help everyone. In one of the most devastated states, 9 million farmers have little or no water for irrigation, and at least 216 have committed suicide, reports The Guardian. Quote, the government says it is bringing water by train every day, but we are getting water once a week. How we Boo Campbell, An unemployed laborer in the drought-stricken district of Latour, uh, told Reuters, after waiting in line for three hours to fill up two pitchers.
1: Situation... Okay, wait a second. Fill up two pitchers... Two pitchers, three hours. Once a week.
2: Yeah, once a week.
1: <laughs> and they, that desperate for water.
2: Yeah. It's like... That's pretty intense. I, I am... I'm surprised we're not hearing... I mean, I don't really pay attention much to the mainstream media, but (laughs) I'm surprised it's not like the top story everywhere. You know, that many people, that big Well, I mean,
1: really, only a few hundred have died. So, (laughs) I mean, until, you know, there's a massive die-off, the mainstream news is not going to report it.
2: Yeah. Well, and until Americans are being directly affected. (laughs) So anyway, the current drought and other extreme weather events, including flooding that killed hundreds in South India last year, are linked to climate change. Now, that's part of the the tragic irony of the effects of climate change is you get both flooding and drought.
1: Extreme weather. Yeah,
2: it's extreme weather. Yes. You, you, might, you might even in many regions get the same amount of precipitation, but if a lot of it comes as flooding and then comes as drought, you get much worse right. uh, living conditions. So, uh, 190 countries met in Paris last year to come up with a plan to target climate change and its increasingly tragic effects— Many critics argue that the accord failed to adequately address the needs of the developing nations like India, where over 20% of the population lives below the poverty line, that is on less than a dollar and 90 cents a day.
1: Now I do want to point out we talked about this last week. While 190 countries met in Paris last year to come up with the plan, we haven't had 50% of them actually sign it yet. They have to have a majority, 51%, to sign it for it to go into effect. Yeah. I think it was 55%,
2: but yeah, you need a majority. And some people are stalling because they don't want to take action. Here's a quote about the situation. What we needed out of Paris was a deal that put the poorest people first. Harjit Singh, global lead on climate change for ActionAid, told The Guardian last year. Quote, what we have been presented with doesn't go far enough to improve the fragile existence of millions around the world. That's something I often think about when people are debating, like, should we do 1.5 degrees of warming? Should we do two degrees of warming? They're really addressing the concerns of I don't th- first, what do you mean, world should people. we
1: do? <laughs> yeah. So, like, you spew out some more uh, pollution and we can just keep doing it. I mean, it's yeah. just like, woohoo! <laughs> just-
2: yeah, and they don't seem too concerned about the consequences because. The people making these deals in these rooms will still have air conditioning and water access, even under a two-degree scenario. But all of these millions who are currently in a drought, they're just out of luck currently.
1: And listening to all this would make me depressed right now if I hadn't yesterday had the joy of turning on two solar systems and in the process of testing them. I actually had forgotten a tool mm-hmm. at the first system, and they were right next door to each other. So I just went back to the first system, Yeah. and in the hour, like it, had, how much power it had cranked out, is still bubbling joyously in my <laughs> mind. You know, so yeah, um, the, the, so
2: the power of solar is pretty amazing. I just have a little solar panel that I use to charge my phone and occasionally other devices, and on a good sunny day, it's amazing how much that generates.
1: Well, on Wednesday, people were canceling, you know, different events and stuff, and um, I was like, what? It's bad weather? Because I was seeing on the, you know, so I went outside, and I looked up, and I was like, okay, it does look kind of bad. But then I went and looked at my solar system, and it was still producing 25%. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, it's not as bad weather as you guys are talking about. So Yeah.
2: That's how you tell if the weather is really bad or not. Is the solar panel still producing? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> if like, it's not, then it is bad weather.
1: It's <laughs> just like... Well, or it could be night. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) or
2: night, you
0: know.
1: (laughs) So um, in the solar community, people have been excitedly talking about this solar impulse. The solar impulse is – the solar impulse 2 is a plane that's making – that made its historic 62-hour flight from Hawaii to California without any fuel. But let's throw some bad news in there. (laughs) Yeah. The pilot said, I flew over plastic waste as big as a continent.
2: A continent.
1: He personally saw the horrific amount of plastic in our oceans while flying above the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Not specific. (laughs) There's a few specific garbage patches, but this is in the Pacific. Yeah. He actually sent out a tweet to... Boyard Slate, the 21-year-old founder and CEO of the Ocean Cleanup, Quote, I flew over plastic waste as big as a continent. The pilot of the Solar Impulse 2 said, "His name is Picard." Mm, yeah,
2: it's not Jean Luc Picard. It's a different Picard.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> it's like the you know the future is now, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's finish. Um, I flew over plastic waste as big as a continent. Picard wrote. We must continue to support projects like the Ocean Cleanup, referring to Boyard Slate's ambitious project of ridding the world's oceans of plastic trash. The Ocean Cleanup describes itself as, quote, the world's first feasible concept to clean the oceans of plastic, end quote, and has garnered widespread public admiration and support, especially for Slate. A former aerospace engineering student has proposed the concept when he was only 17. Yeah. Wait a second. He's 21 years old and he was a former aerospace engineering st- student.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's on the fast track. To, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. to save the world. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, it's a big blast plastic garbage patch. Mm. Why don't they just start putting dirt on it and create a new continent? Yeah, a
2: new continent.
1: I mean, just let, you know, I mean, start tossing, you know, flying over it, and dropping organic material on it.
2: Yeah. Then maybe the refugees from the sinking islands, they can all go to the new plastic island. Yes!
1: <laughs> we've came up with the perfect business plan to sell them. We will save you and put you on this new island. Yeah. That's plastic.
2: <laughs> well, I don't remember if we've talked about his plan on the radio or not, but it's an ocean cleanup plan, and there's some, it involves some sort of devices that go out and they gradually harvest all of the plastic so you can take it out of the ocean
1: Yeah, the one I saw was it floats about a half a foot under the water. Yeah. And so the water itself like spills over the top and goes through it. So it actually sucks the water through it by just how it floats. Yeah. And in the process, it sucks the trash into it until it fills up like the net on the bottom. And so then they have to empty the net out. But it basically picks up all the small floaty trashies. Yeah. That's a scientific. That's term.
2: the technical term. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, in other news, here's a pretty exciting story: Amazonian tribe in Peru takes hostages after oil spill.
1: This this is like a new action movie, right? Yeah,
2: I could this I could totally see this turning into an action
1: movie here. Um, yeah.
2: of, they probably would cast white actors as the indigenous <laughs> farmers.
1: An but, indigenous community in the Peruvian Amazon took at least eight public officials hostages to demand the help from the central government after an oil spill polluted its lands, authorities said Monday. The, the the Wampus community of Mayuragia seized a grounded military helicopter late on Sunday, holding crew members and several officials to press for inclusion in the emergency response team. The emergency response plan said German Veliquez, the president of the state-owned energy company Petro Peru. So,
2: so basically, you know, the state-owned oil company has a big spill and they start making plans for how to clean it up, but then they don't include the indigenous in those plans. So they say, hey, well, while you're here, we'll take your helicopter and, and have a little conversation about this.
1: I mean, it's not, It's it's kind of a big spill. A rupture in Petro Peru's 40-year-old pipeline Spilled a thousand barrels of oil in Myranga on February third, nine da- days after a leak in the same duck poured two thousand barrels, yeah, and so what is that? A barrel is what like fifty five gallons so that 's so, a lot of know, oil um and in case people don 't know oil kills everything that it goes on right? yeah
2: yeah, you can like if you just have like a a drop of oil in some water that you 're going to drink it 's going to be toxic to you. <laughs> You know, it's very toxic stuff when it gets out in the wild. So the environmental regulator uh, ordered Petro Perú to replace parts of the pipeline after repeated leaks in recent years. It said the two most recent spills polluted at least two rivers, including a tributary to the Amazon River. Though officials refer to the second leak as the Mariaga spill because it took place in Mariaga, the government did not include the community in an official list of affected groups.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> like they actually—it's like saying the Carbondale oil spill, but you guys don't but, get any. Yeah, money.
2: but Carbondale people don't get any aid from it. Yeah, it's like that. So uh, the government says that they're going to amend the decree now but that. Yeah, they, <laughs>
1: you would think so. <laughs>
2: yeah, now that they've had their helicopter taken mm-hmm. and their people captured, they it took all them right.
1: that extreme to that they actually had to kidnap and hold hostage officials. Yeah, and. I mean, it said a grounded helicopter. Does that mean they shot it out of the air or the helicopter broke down or they, you know, landed to look at the oil spill and then they the tribesmen jumped on it? The action movie plot is being written right now. Yeah. Because we don't know.
2: And we will let you know the details once the action movie comes out.
1: <laughs> One, You were talking about 1.5 degrees Celsius versus 2 degrees global warming. Yeah new study shows why a half degree matters it's like a half degree of separation <laughs> <Just like. laughs> yeah european researchers have found substantially different climate change impacts for global warming of 1.5 degrees celsius and 2 degrees celsius by 2100 the two temperature limits included in the paris climate agreement the additional 0.5 degrees celsius would mean a 10 centimeter higher global sea level rise by 2100 longer heat waves and would result in virtually all tropical coral reefs being at risk the research is published on april 21st in earth system dynamics an open access journal of the european geosciences union and is presented at the European Geosciences Union General Assembly. Man, we're tacked into like the news. Yeah. That's like the This is a big it's news. literally from their website.
2: Yeah, it's from directly from the European Geosciences Union website.
1: <laughs> Which is EGU dot EU if you want to look it up. So quote We found significant differences for all the impacts we considered, said the study's lead author, Carl. Charlene Sir I never get names right now. <laughs> a scientific advisor at Climate Analytics in Germany quote: "We analyze the climate models used in the International Government Panel on Climate Change Fifth Assessment Report." Wait a second. This is the IPCC's Fifth Assessment Report. Yeah, and we still don't believe climate change is happening. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, some of us believe it. <laughs> some people are Speak slow on the uptake. Yeah. There's
1: no way that all this crazy weather is caused by us. <laughs> we are not responsible for our actions.
2: <laughs> Except that we are. <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: like, um, to finish this quote, <laughs> we considered, that is they, considered 11 different indicators including extreme weather events, water availability, Crop yields, coral reef degradation, and sea level rise, end quote.
2: Yeah. And just to reiterate, they said they found significant differences for all of these indicators. I know the difference between 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming and 2 degrees Celsius may not sound like much, but there are a lot of thresholds that get crossed where, you know, you start having a a lot less water availability, crop yields go down. It's a very significant difference.
1: I mean, it says in tropical regions, on average, local tropical maize and wheat yields will reduce twice as much. Yeah. At 2 degrees compared to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Yeah. So, so if
2: you're living in Central America or West Africa and you're trying to grow food, this is a really big deal to you. Like life and death. So here's in another news story. One effort proposed to respond to climate change. Two senators want to start uh, the U.S. selling war bonds to fight climate change. What if we fought climate change the same with the same commitment we fight wars? The Green Party's Jill Stein and Al Gore have long argued for a World War II-scale mobilization to fight climate change. Now on Wednesday, two senators introduced a bill, the Climate Change Adapt America Bond Act. That's the most concrete realization of that concept yet. Senators Barbara Boxer and Dick Durbin from right I'm here in here. Illinois. <laughs> they propose issuing up to $200 million worth of infrastructure bonds to raise funds for climate change adaptation efforts like seawalls, desalinization, and drought resistance programs.
1: Well, I can know two states, New Orleans and Florida, who would be like, let's do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think that that's probably part of why they're proposing it. I think a lot of states, you know. They may not fully acknowledge climate change, but they're happy to have the infrastructure help.
1: Yeah, they know that (laughs) things are happening. Yeah.
2: So not all observers are pleased with the bill's focus on adaptation. Margaret Klein Salomon, director of advocacy group Climate Mobilization, (laughs) calls it a defeatist strategy, as if war bonds were being sold to Americans so they could better adapt to Nazi rule than actually attempt to win the war. (laughs) That's a pretty stark analogy, but there is a certain sense to it,
1: you know. I guess she wasn't a Boy Scout, because Boy Scouts are be prepared. Be prepared. And so, we know this is happening, let's be prepared for it, and therefore, guess what? We're prepared. Yeah.
2: Now, luckily, it's not an either-or. We can do adaptation and struggle to reduce our emissions. Uh, But she also uh, pointed to the scale of the proposal, noting that the $200 million figure pales in comparison to the $185 billion worth of war bonds purchased during World War II.
1: So she's like, she's like you shouldn't do this, but it's not really anything. Why bother? <laughs> <Just Yeah. like
2: laughs> so now adjusting for inflation, that's over $2 trillion. Like, Imagine if they did $2 trillion worth of bonds to fund uh, climate action to reduce our emissions and to, to support adaptation. That'd be a big deal.
1: Well, you could start by... Do you know what today is? What is today? Today is Arbor Day. There you go. And generally, Arbor Day means the day you plant a tree, right? Yeah. Planting so,
2: trees is a big way. It uh, does so many good things. It sequesters carbon. It.
1: There you go. Have we planted a tree for your daughter yet?
2: No, we haven't. We, that's a good idea.
1: <laughs> I wonder if there's a place we can get a tree in the next few days to plant it for your daughter. Yeah. What Bedelia kind of rose. <laughs> Maybe we should do a rose bush, but that's not quite quite <laughs> good yeah. enough
2: well we could ask her what her favorite kind of cheese is. <laughs> it's like
1: today is also greenery day and tomorrow is national honesty day. But it's also hairstyle appreciation day, so you better be careful how <laughs> honest you that's are. That's a dangerous <laughs> <in your> combo. <laughs> appreciation of people's hairstyle. Yeah,
2: you got to be honest about that hairstyle. <laughs> Just like so, so Sunday is May Day. We played the song about May Day earlier at the start of the show. It's a great weekend for celebration of the coming of spring and it's also an international workers holiday as well. Oh, Monday is baby day. I've got a brand new baby. So I'll celebrate baby day on Monday.
1: Monday is also brothers and sisters day, which this one hits me hard because I just um, came across the letter. Big brothers, big Sister sent me to say, we are not going to support you at all. So it's because of the budget passé or whatever. Yeah, the budget crunch. Why do we call it a passé? Because it's like a budget, like in your face it. Eh?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like the budget apocalypse. <laughs> there
1: you go. Just like...
2: <laughs> so National Teachers Day is coming up on Tuesday. So I know a lot of teachers. My wife Grace is a teacher. So shout out to all the teachers out
1: there. And National Teachers Day is always Tuesday of the first week of wait of May. Yeah, <laughs> May is here. <laughs> are you ready
2: yeah May is here maybe they do it in the first week of May because the semester is about to end so the teachers get to celebrate ah finally get a summer vacation
1: May 3rd is also World Press Freedom Day they have the freedom to not really (laughs) write anything good yeah it's like
2: and Wednesday is Star Wars Day May the 4th be with you
1: (laughs) oh okay that makes sense
2: (laughs) yeah we should get to some of these happenings though we're almost out of time
1: oh yeah so, the 16th annual For Kids' Sake Art Auction closing reception happens tonight, 6 to 8.30 p.m. at the Long Branch Cafe and Bakery. All the proceeds benefit children and orphans in Bangladesh. The show closes, at, closes on April 29th, and then of course if the rain date, they're going to try to do it the next day. At 6 p.m. with a celebration featuring live music, South Asian dinner, and much more. For more information, visit forkidsake.net or just pass on by Long Branch.
2: Yes. Also coming up this weekend, we have the Carbondale Tool Lending Library. Now, we've been talking a little bit about this in the buildup, but now the grand opening is actually coming on April 30th. So the Carbondale Tool Library invites you to attend a day of workshops, volunteering, opportunities, raffles, kid-friendly art projects, and free tool lending. So it opens on April 30th, And it's uh, over at 214 North Washington Street. It's just a door or two down from the station here at
1: WDBX. And what I like is they're striving to provide free tools and the knowledge on how to use them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, which is good. You know, I don't know how to use all the tools. (laughs) So if I have to borrow them, I can go there and uh, they can have some education on that, too.
1: And, I mean, once you become a member, checking out tools is completely free. That being said... I'm sure they accept donations, and more importantly, if you have a tool you only use like two or three times a year, you should probably give it to them, and then when you need it two or three times a year, you just borrow it back, Yeah, and then it's actually being used. So
2: It's a great form of community sharing. Also coming up, the Labyrinth Walk. That's on Sunday from 7.30 to 8 a.m. at the Labyrinth Peace Park, 913 South Illinois Avenue.
1: I've got something here in the paper. The 43rd Annual Great Carbondale Boat Regatta. Oh. And this year, for the first time, it's going to be at a new location. Um, if you are local, you know why. But um, they're partnering with the Carbondale Park District and the city of Carbondale to hold the event and the Carbondale Reservoir at Evergreen Park. And in case you have never been to it, the name says it all. It is literally boats made out of cardboard. Yeah. And there's a couple different um, categories. There's the ones, of course, that people spend a lot of time and energy making in advance. And the group ones are the exciting ones when they get like eight or 10 people in a boat (laughs) to see that boat, try to not collapse. Yeah. (laughs) But then there's also the one where you buy a kit and build it on site. Yeah. And those ones are guaranteed to almost always collapse. So it's yeah. just like how they can paddle fast enough to make it. So, yeah, you can
2: it, see how far you can go before you sink.
1: <laughs> um, boat registration and inspection begins at 10 a.m. on Saturday. And races start at 1 p.m. and the award ceremony takes place at 4. And so um, I'm planning to go and volunteer with Habitat for Humanity in the morning. So I think I'll be able to get to this because it's later in the day. So what else?
2: Also coming up, the Southern Illinois AIDS Candlelight Vigil is coming up on Sunday at 6 p.m. at Church of the Good Shepherd. This is a candlelight memorial service that is uh, held at Church of the Good Shepherd. Similar memorial services are being held in over 1,200 communities in 115 countries in May. Service will feature different clergy members, music, and a time to remember those who have passed away from HIV AIDS Collection will be taken to benefit the Southern Illinois AIDS Holiday Project. It's a very important project helping those in Southern Illinois who are living with AIDS.
1: Two more events, Transpoetic Playground, unwithheld Tuesday, May 3rd at 8 p.m. at Guy House Interface Center, and the Sustainable Living Film Series, Blue Mind, Wednesday, May 4th at 5:30 at the Long Branch Coffee House and Bakery. This has been another exciting and informative half hour of your community spirit. This is Orda Energy Mon.
2: And this is Tree Song.
1: And we'll see you again on the radio next week.